Welcome to HXGN Radio. My name is Brian, and in today's podcast, we're going to be discussing how Hexagon and Fujitsu leveraged digital twin capabilities to develop solutions that will reduce carbon emissions, create autonomous systems, promote resilient mobility and transportation, improve natural disaster response, support sustainable city initiatives, and so much more. Joining me today are Dr. Uva Yasnok, Director of Government and Transportation from Hexagon Safety, Infrastructure, and Geospatial, and Kathy McCann, Vice President, Head of Trusted Society from Fujitsu. Thank you both for joining me. Appreciate it. Hi. Hi. It's good, good to, to see you here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had quite the uh, the conversation before, you know, hitting record. And, and I, I like to say hit record and see what happens. But sometimes we have to be a little more structured than that. But I'd like to know a little bit more about you. So, Kathy, I'm going to have you go first. Uh, tell us about yourself, what you do, what you're nerding out on. Okay. So, um, as you said, you know, I'm working at Fujitsu as head of uh, Trusted Society, which is part of our new Uvance business unit. And Uvance is Fujitsu's new global business brand. Um, so, as you know, Fujitsu has a very long history in both telecoms and uh, IT industry. Um, but Uvance is really, you know, we're, we're taking a new direction with a new purpose to focus on digital innovation to support uh, a sustainable world. So I think it's a really strong and powerful uh, new purpose for us. And Trusted Society is one of the, the seven key focus areas for Fujitsu um, alongside you know sustainable manufacturing, healthy living um, and uh, customer experience or consumer experience. Trusted societies may be a little less self-explanatory, <laughs> but we're really looking at the areas of you know government digital transformation and how they transform, um, how uh, we can support uh, transportation, of course, as you mentioned, and we've got a lot of collaboration with Hexagon in that space, but but also um, in the areas of, of energy as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a very exciting new role for me. I've been yeah. at Fujitsu for quite a number of years now, 13 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so, cool. uh, yeah, really, really excited about uh, the opportunity to really try and make the world a better place. Who yeah. doesn't get excited oh, about that? I agree. I yeah. agree. I love it. Yeah, and uh, so, so I guess outside of work, you know, trying to make the better a better place through the power of music. So, That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm in in a band as well. So uh, called the Lucky Flamingos, and uh, you know we perform mostly cover versions, notably Kate Bush. So oh, every, hey, where we, everybody's where we very keen on Kate Bush now. They all oh know gosh. who she is. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, t- what about you? <laughs> tell us, tell us about yourself. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm I'm working for SIG as a set, and I have the great pleasure of. Uh, leading the business unit government and transportation for Europe, Middle East and Africa. And uh, actually I have two roles. Uh, one is a classical business role, make sure that the figures are right. Mm-hmm. What a surprise. Yeah. And then the second one is more like technology scouting and see what kind of new things are on the horizon where we can apply our hexagon solutions yeah. um, to, to, to change the world, as Casey said. And um, therefore, I'm I'm personally already involved in these digital twin things since some three, four years. So um, from the background, I'm a computer engineer. I love to be a computer engineer. Yeah. So I love technology. And it was hard work to train myself to communicate in a way that customers can understand me <laughs> because they <laughs> speak a different language. But it's, uh, it's really nice. And, and it's the same way I like to cooperate with uh, Casey and Fujitsu. I also do a lot of co- collaboration inside Hexagon. 
So I'm working with a lot of good colleagues from Geosystems, from the content team, from MSC, from the BricsCut guys. So um, I'm, 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 I'm very unreligious in this thing. So if I see something where we can make money, where we help a customer do something great, I'm going to collect the technology from the whole hexagon and make it happen. <laughs> That's my that. idea. That's <laughs> very <great>. simple. <laughs> yeah. And if hexagon is not good enough or I have some missing capabilities, I'm looking for partners. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> very <fantastic>. simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. And uh, private we spoken when I have spare time which is not always the case <laughs> when I'm in the Munich office which is my official office I really love the nature so we are taking advantage of the beautiful landscape of Bavaria so going up in the mountains spend some time at the sea and um, if I'm not good enough with my feet I'm taking the mountain bike and be a little bit faster <laughs> I love it I love it you know I love biking but I'm not into the mountain biking but a friend of mine getting into it and he uh, he went over the handlebars yesterday so we oh, thought nice. oh yeah well that happens and no, I'm How not. many times have you done that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm too relaxed for these things. I'm, oh, good. Okay, you're yeah. just kind of more the enjoy, no, no, enjoy it, it the moment. You, no, 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 no. You you need to go uphill, of course. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise you cannot uh, enjoy going fast downhill. Okay, okay. Well, so you are the you, you are the crazy one that's going down at you know sixty um, miles an hour. No, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not committed to suicide for these things. Okay. <laughs> and I, you know, you pay your price with the age, of course. Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes you just respect that there are very talented young guys, which goes so fast that's unbelievable for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, enjoy what you've got and enjoy the moment. So that's great. All right. Well, Kathy, talk about some of the challenges that city officials and agency leaders are facing right now. Sure. I mean, uh, I think. From talking to, to to customers and to government, I think one of the biggest challenges is how they can really make the best use of the data that they have. So they want to use their data to to inform their policy making. Um, unfortunately, you know that can be a really big challenge. You know, there's a proliferation of data, but often it exists in silos through different organisations. So bringing that all together and drawing insights from it is is where the challenge is. And sometimes data insights on their own are not enough. So um, I read a book called uh, Mining Your Own Business mm, a little yeah, while ago. Yeah. And uh, there was a really interesting uh, stat in there that said a third of projects don't actually uh, produce business results, despite the fact that technically speaking, 90% uh, achieve their, their technical success. Um, but the outputs generally chase some dis big disruptive change so it, you know there's there's that kind of change management uh, aspect to uh, implementing the the results of what you're finding so i think digital twin technology can really help to bring that data to life i mean there's lots of things that it can do it can help you with drawing the insights but it can also bring that data to life so it enables you to visualize the data to drive simulations that can show the impact of the change that you're looking to make but also the consequences of not implementing Implementing that change, which I think is really, really useful yeah. uh, in, in a lot of the areas that we're looking at. And I think fundamentally, you know, there are some specific challenges. Obviously, you know, governments and, and agencies want to optimize the public services that they're providing. You know, for example, the flow of traffic and people around cities. Um, they want, you know, wanting to reduce uh, their, their carbon emissions and they're wanting to increase citizen safety. And I think that, uh, you know, digital twin technology can help with all of that. Um, you know, and also you mentioned disaster, uh, emergency planning, you know, Fujitsu's conducting uh, several pilots 
with Kawasaki City Government, with our social digital twins. So um, when, one such example is the recent, we've had a recent joint field trial for uh, safe and efficient tsunami evacuations in Kawasaki City. So um, whilst, you know, we don't experience, uh, thankfully, you know, tsunamis all around the world, you know, there are lots of, you know, uh, geographical and geological events that happen and weather yeah, events as absolutely. a result. And, you know, one of the things that we're looking at as part of the UK National Digital Twin Programme, where Fujitsu's a, a lead technical partner in that in that programme, is potentially looking at, uh, you know, how we might deal with uh, flood evacuation, for example. Flooding is, is a challenge in the UK. Thankfully, we don't suffer from earthquakes or tsunamis, but flooding yeah. is can be a big issue. Absolutely. So there's a whole host of things that that digital twin technology can can help to address and and solve. Um, and and I think you know from from communicating with the general public through to actually providing those insights and helping with simulation as well of particular events, so people can plan and see what will happen. That's great. Appreciate that. So how are Hexagon and Fujitsu working together then? Nicely. That's great. But I think that's the best way to describe it. <laughs> it it's really, you know, you, you're very often going to work with partners, which is where you're going to see it's a kind of one-way street. And that's absolutely not the case with Fujitsu. So it's for, for sure a two-way street. And uh, the really lovely part is um, that, you know, these are two really big companies at the end with a huge portfolio, everyone. Um, but when we come to this arena of digital twins and smart cities and these things, it's, it's, it's surprisingly enough that we have more enhancing and, 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 and matching technologies and overlapping technology. So it's uh, on that side, it's re relatively easy to work together yeah. because we both see the benefit. So we can do together with Fujitsu more than we can do alone and vice versa. And I, I think that's a great basis for working together. And uh, also, Casey was talking about trusted society. And if you're going to see the UN's model from Fujitsu with a trusted society, and then you're going to reflect this, what Ola Roland was saying yesterday evening and Burkhardt was saying this morning, it simply matches. Yeah. So we have a common vision. We want to do something better. And we are looking actively um, how to apply the technology in a way that it really helps someone to do something better. And I think that's a good starting point. Yeah. And I, I like the starting point because, you know, very often both companies are tech companies at the end. Yeah. yeah. So and very often cooperation of tech companies means, hey, we put technology together and then, ah, cool, technology. But which problem do we solve? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oops, we missed something. <laughs> Where's the customer? Oh, <laughs> sorry for that. No, and this is exactly, uh, we share also the vision on how to approach the market. That we are really actively searching and look out and, and, and really spreading to some, what are a real existing challenge and how we can solve this best. And that's, uh, that's a great methodology of working. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, so talk about some of the other smart city initiatives that you guys are working on together and are so planning. Mm, yeah, so I think, you know, obviously we've we've started very recently in our partnership with Hexagon. And I think as we are trying to tackle some really big issues here, 
you know, we can't do that on our own. Um, and, you know, working with, uh, you know, partners like Hexagon is really, really important for us. And, you know, and I think to echo Uwe's point, you know, I think that the, all of the right ingredients are there already, I think, in that collaboration. And we've started to work on on a number of projects together. So um, obviously looking at the micro mobility, we were just doing a, a presentation on that here uh, at the conference. And uh, we're looking, we have a roadmap of, of different things that we can do to add to that. So looking at things like road conditions, adding uh, on and extending into things like uh Port, airport uh, management systems, and you know, looking at, at building, uh, building and traffic management in in airports, for example, disaster planning. So we've got whole, you know, whole host of uh, of things that we can do in the sort of transportation field. But um, you know, we're really excited as we've been talking over the last few days about all the other potential things yeah. that we can be doing. So you know, we've got lots of ideas of of where we can collaborate. Um, and I think not just interested society, as I said, there's there's other uh, key focus areas that we have in Fujitsu's Juvance unit. And I think that there's the opportunity to extend our partnership into smart manufacturing. Uh, for example, looking at um, so, you know, end-to-end supply chain management in the manufacturing process and so on. So there's lots of opportunities for us to work there. Um, you know, we are talking to several um, major airports in, in the UK about some of the solutions that we might bring together. Good. So, yeah. yeah, there's lots of really, really exciting opportunities, not just in transportation, but beyond. Absolutely, yeah. 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 I, I'm, nevertheless, I would really pick up this topic of transportation within the city uh, a little bit more sure. to make it more practical because we are not having a theoretical uh, partnership we are doing sure. real work yeah, yeah which is good yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so because uh, it has to be some tangible yeah. thing I think that's Absolutely. really good uh, that's a really really good point to pick up yeah. on actually because we're you know we're not just looking at big societal issues ourselves <laughs> in isolation we're collaborating with customers looking yeah. at real world problems yeah. and creating you know tangible solutions that we can you know demonstrate and say look you know not just talk about presentations but you know here here's how it's going to work for absolutely you. yeah well that's good yeah this you, you want to see yeah. what the impact is yeah, actually exactly. going to be yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. and, and I, I will pick up the the topic uh, casey mentioned did together today is the uh, presentation about smart mobility and the impact and it can even go beyond um, just to give you an idea why it's so important, it's micro mobility. I'm talking is then these are these uh, bikes, rental bikes, and the e-scooters. And I'm not stressing about misplaced scooters where the residents are saying, "Ah, I don't, I don't like to climb above that thing," or uh-huh. "Why is this uh, misparked?" And these things. No, I'm talking about the social impact of these things. Mm-hmm. So the social impact, um, McKinsey did uh, a study which says, okay, the current value of micromobility for a city like Munich is like uh, 0.1%. Now, what happens if we can increase that to 10% mm. and replace car traffic? Yeah. So, yeah. And what is, what is the consequence out of it? And the, there are two major consequences out of it. The first consequence is that we are going to have a reduction in carbon emissions mm-hmm. by 80,000 tons. Mm. Uh, so for me, I'm, I mean, I, I like digits. Of course, I'm a computer engineer. Yeah, but yeah. 80,000 tons, it's, I cannot imagine what 80,000 tons means at all. So I was uh, looking up what is the average uh, emission of a classical one house. And if you're going to see then the 80,000 tons, it equals 16,000 houses. And 60,000 houses means it's a small city. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just make it clear. For the city of Munich, re- 
increasing micromobility equals the emission of a small city. Mm -hmm. And it's not only the emission, it's also you're going to free up space, which can be converted. And this is an, another topic we are working together with Fujitsu. It's, you know, you, between two houses, you have only one space and it needs to be shared. I mean, not necessarily in the US because the US has less broadways, but in Europe, broadways for pedestrians are very commonly used. And then you have the, 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 the pedestrian space and you have parking space and you have the, you have the driving space. And then the, comes the e-scooters and the bikes and all of it has to, has to work in harmony and safe. And, and of course, if it works good, then you can create more green space. You can create a more livable city. Um, more livable city means with a higher degree of green elements like parks and bushes and trees, you're going to reduce the impact of the climate. So you have less hot days, um, which are caused by the climate change. Yeah, yeah. So it has a huge impact. So by changing a, a small thing, making micromobility part of our mobility concepts, we can really change a lot of things, which we didn't thought about it. And this is exactly what Casey was talking about, is not only thinking about one single static element, think about the consequences. Yeah. And what impact it makes. And this is a lovely part. Yeah. yeah. I think some people maybe w might focus in just on the e-scooter element and kind of go, well, that's not going to change anything. But of course, <laughs> but of course it's, the, it's, it's one thing yeah. and it's this beginning of lots of other things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and like you've said, you know, um, being able to have lot multimodal forms of transport has another impact yeah. beyond the green impact, you know, widening, widening accessibility for people, you know, um, you know, enabling them to get out and about, you know, that, that's a huge, has a huge impact on on people's lives. So yeah. making cities accessible to, to everybody is another area that Absolutely. I think this can and, really help with. And then yeah. um, as you have it in the trusted society, what about the elderly people? Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. envision my mom or dad or be standing on an e-bike or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but I like how it's a, it's a small initiative because the impact is minimal as far as you know, implementing it, but then the impact to the actual environment and to the city is greater than you expected. Yeah. And it's just one phase. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. I like that you're, you're moving into the multiple things though. Well, what about AI? Where does that come into the whole thing? That's kind of an enabling technology for digital. Digital twin is not in and of itself a sure, technology. Sure. It's a conglomeration of a number of technologies, which when you bring them all together, you know, create value that is greater than the sum of its individual parts. So, you know, AI is part of the solution. And I'll let Uwe explain <laughs> the, the yeah. AI a little bit more. But I think... Thanks a lot, Casey. Yeah, I'll hand over to you to... to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll hand yeah. you the hospital pass <laughs> over to you. Well, actually... <clears throat> AI is going to be applied there on multiple levels. Okay. So when, when we talk about the digital twin, I, I'm sorry that I need to go a little step a little bit back in order to make it more transparent why AI plays a role. So when we talk about digital twins, we have actually three different dimensions. We have a static dimension, which sets the frame. In terms of a city, it will be a, a 3D city model, for example. Then we have a dynamic dimension. That's what Casey was referring to. So we, we're going to play in different simulations. We are going to trace any kind of sensor to, to, to get live feeds. So it makes it living, the stuff. And the third dimension is obviously the social dimension. Mm -hmm. So everything we do has impact, as we already have seen with the shared mobility stuff. AI plays a role in a couple of different stages. When creating the city model, 
Hexagon is really using AI to automate the process of creating. Because if you want to have an up-to-date city model, it's uh, man-made, it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to automate the process. And the automation has actually two dimensions there. So one is really to automate this beautiful, nice buildings and shapes and blah, blah, blah. And the second one is directly analyzing what kind of object do we have here? If it's a building, if it's a roof, if it's a sealed area, if it's an infrastructure, if it's a tree. So these things are automatically done. So these are, so to say, derived data products uh, based on AI. Okay. The next step will be when we're going to add the sensor feeds into. Because sensor feeds are discrete values. So we have, a, for example, take a sensor feed here from the room. It has to be most probably something like 70 degrees or something like that. Now, the next step will be if you're going to monitor the sensor feeds, you can identify trends. And then these trends will lead into predictive analytics. Mm-hmm. And you're going to need AI or machine learning functionality to help making things visible, which you don't see without these tools, because they are going to dive into some secrets and and establish relationships you won't see or notice by yourself. And this is very, very helpful. Hmm. I think where the real power of digital twin technology comes in is when you are bringing together multiple digital twins and then you can really get the benefit of that kind of cross-digital twin analysis that will really derive insights that as a human being, we just couldn't do that on our own. So that technology is really has unimaginable um, possibilities, I think, today. We started with a very simple version of what Casey was indicating. So um, the city of, we got from the Hexon content program, the 3D city model of Frankfurt. So the Frankfurt Public Ground Transportation is our customer. So we took their data and formed with BIM models and these things, a kind of infrastructure digital twin, mapped that and fused it with a 3D city model digital twin. And it was amazing what kind of results people were seeing, experts, so not me, experts were seeing out of this combined digital twin analytics. And this was really mind-blowing for them. Mm. Hmm, so it's neat. not a hypothetical case. It's really working like yeah, that. Yeah, it's good to hear that. That's great. Well, thank you both for for sharing all this. I mean, this is this is incredible stuff. Just to to hear how it's actually impacting. You know, mm. uh, where, now where can we go for more information? And then, of course, any final thoughts you have as well. Um. Well, I think you know, just the final thoughts on this. You know, digital twin is a concept rather than a technology. And as I said, I think the the possibilities for it are are unimaginable i think it will transform our lives in the same way as things like you know the internet has previously sure so i think it's something really worth finding out more about and how it can enhance uh, our lives and and how we can use it practically um i think you know my experience is sometimes people are thinking that they've you know oh well we're already doing simulation we're already yeah. doing that so uh, but i think really you know the, i would like people to really understand that the breadth of of capabilities that we have and 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 how we can bring the technology of fujitsu and hexagon together i think as you were saying of a the 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 breadth of our capabilities across the two organizations is quite astonishing. I yeah. don't think there's any problems we can't solve together, frankly <laughs> speaking. Love that. But yeah, so over to you to kind of your final Oh, thoughts. and you're stealing my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I actually, maybe we've spent too much time together already, but I would phrase it a little bit differently. So for me, uh, and it's also what I'm always communicating to the customers, uh, digital twin is not a product, it's a journey. 
Mm. And it's a journey which uh, where we are actually on the starting point. So we have a long way to go. And we have no idea where the passes are bringing us. The only thing we know is it's, it's, it has a bright future. And this is the bet we place on that. And more important, um, and this is also something we as technology companies as well as customers need to understand, it's really teamwork. It won't work one without the other. Sure, sure. So yeah. we need to team. We are team players. It works very well. Um, but also the customer has to be a team player. And he has to go with us this way because um, making digital twins alone without a purpose is not worth of spending the money and the time for it. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you both. I really appreciate it. This has been uh, very fun to listen to. And, and just I'm just excited to see what you're doing. So that, that's wonderful. Thank you for joining Pleasure. me. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks for inviting that. us. Of course. All right. Well, Dr. Uba Yasnok, Director of Government and Transportation from Hexagon Safety Infrastructure and Geospatial. And Kathy McCann, Vice President, Head of Trusted Society from Fujitsu. Thank you so much for joining us here on HXGN Radio. To learn more and also to listen to additional episodes, head on over to iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. You can visit hxgnspotlight.com for more information and more stories from Hexagon. Thank you so much again. Have a wonderful day. 